Craft Beer Radio, episode 477, on September 15th, 2018. And welcome, everybody, to Craft Beer Radio, a special episode of where Max has chosen our beers. Isn't that right, Max? Yep, the fridge was pretty low, and like, Heather, you want to go out and do a blind show with me? And she's like, well, I don't know what to buy. I'm like, well, okay, here, here's an idea. Take Max, have him pick beers that he thinks are good. So in the pre-show, he picked Avery's White Rascal, presumably because of the label. And it was a pretty good beer. So we're going to move on to the first beer of the night. We uh, don't know what anything about the beer. i got two envelopes here in front of us. We have one for the style and one for the beer. So if we're you know, probably like halfway through the review, or especially if we're confused about mm-hmm. what we're tasting, we can open up the style envelope. Mm-hmm. And then I have a rule for myself where I am not trying to guess labels. I might make a guess at the right before the reveal, but I too often when I do these shows, I'm guessing, oh, it might be this. I'm pretty sure it's that. It's I, I don't see why that's a problem, but I just don't like it. Okay. Especially since there's so many beers. Yes. That it's like it's it just lock at that point. So True enough. All right, Max, are you ready for beer number one? All right. Let me give Max our glasses. Yeah, we got a pair of glasses, so it's probably already poured. We have a production assistance here. We got Max and Heather helping out. And meanwhile, we'll wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't plan this out quite right. No. But <laughs> <laughs> no. play that play that song again. So Greg I, has this song. That's a It's from Adriano. Well, I can't play it if you don't have the oh. audio up. Uh, Adriano Celentano. It's called Prison colon cien soul or something like that. Anyway, it, it's an Italian song. This guy's a time writer, and he wrote this song to try to make it sound. It's nonsense, but to try to make it sound like what foreigners hear English sounds like. <laughs> it's pretty good. It can sort of vaguely like get it, right? If you listen to it enough, you might actually be able to figure out like what. And so I wonder if there are like real lyrics here, if there's a meaning. Like like if actually means something, right? It's I I don't I haven't done that much research, but I think that the whole point well, it's possible, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. On to this beer. It's All amber right. in color. It's very clear. So it yeah, kind of has a tea type color. You know, it's kind of the color of an Oktoberfest or something like that. Very clear. So that's kind of where I'm leaning my, at least from vision to. Definitely a pumpkin beer. You bought me a pumpkin beer. Do you know I hate pumpkin beers? <laughs> Are they all pumpkin beers? <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't say anything. Yeah, uh, Mom gave you a tip. Wait, you don't have to whisper. You're not on mic. Mom gave you a tip that I don't like pumpkin beers. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Very sweet uh, on the aroma. Um, mm-hmm. Might be a bit of like maple or something in there too. Yeah, there's kind of a pumpkin roll type aroma from it, where it's kind of more bready mm-hmm. and I don't know what's. What, I mean, there's the cream cheese, but like. In the bread, right? You got pumpkin pie filling, and I don't know whatever else they put in that in the pumpkin roll bread, but it's yeah. But you know, it's cinnamon, nutmeg, mm-hmm. those kind of uh, warming spices. 
onto the flavor. It's a pretty sweet flavor. Has a lot of candy to it. <laughs> has a bit of a cinnamon roll thing going on there. So there's it's kind really of really sweet. Kind of a pastry thing, almost like a glaze as well. Yeah, like a glazed donut, um, with a bit of like a almost cherry, like a mm-hmm. artificial cherry flavor thing yeah i think for as far as pumpkin beers go this isn't that bad i mean it's really sweet it's super sweet it's really sweet but well let's confirm that we're right about about the style style (laughs) and survey says check pills no (laughs) pumpkin beer uh it's it's super sweet um that's the thing that, that that's lingering for me the Max most is, is giggling, is that it's just like punked us. <laughs> They're all pumpkin beers. It tastes like a lollipop, you know. It it mm-hmm. just has this overwhelming kind of boom sweetness, and I'm not sure if I really dig it that much. But it's not it's not a spice bomb. All right, so. I'm not going to guess. I mean... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. This is uh, Rivertown's Headless Wiley. So a local brewery, Rivertown mm-hmm. Brewing Company. They really uh, they really put the sugar in this one, didn't they? Heather, you can start the next one. Okay. Here you go, bud. Thank you. I, headless, well, okay, I'll, t- I'll look up Headless Wiley. Might as well. Yeah. W-I-L-E-Y? W-Y-L-I-E. All right. CC. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you don't have it? 8%. Wow. That explains where they get all the sweetness from. I mean, yeah, I thought it was kind of on the big side. It does come kind of across more like a pumpkin roll, and I'm a sucker for pumpkin rolls, so I'm not hating this beer. Um, it's way too sweet for me. Yeah, it is sweet. But as far as pumpkin beers go, dare I say it's the best one I've ever had? <laughs> Seriously? I don't know. All right. I mean... It's a very low bar. I guess pumpkin... I don't know. Smoking better? Yeah, I think so. probably. It is an extremely low bar, but this is this is way too sweet for me. I want you know if I want a good, I mean, I want something more complex and deep. Yeah. I had a um, milkshake IPA pumpkin beer from uh, Pizza Boy. Uh huh. Figure Pizza Boy milkshake IPA. Let's, well, considering that you think that, considering that you think this might be your favorite pumpkin beer, <laughs> I imagine that wasn't a very good beer. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I'm like, let's let's see what a, if a, maybe a milkshake IPA can save pumpkin spice, but not mm. really. Um. <laughs> I I don't have much to say except for I don't I'm not going to finish it. Uh, if if you would like, I don't want any more. Yeah, <laughs> save my sobriety for for the next beer. Uh, Hannah's Wiley is a fall beer from Rivertown, and it is about an eight percent alcohol by volume, as we said. So, if you feel like giving it this uh, pumpkin beer that Jeff thinks is the best he ever had, and I think it's a sweet <laughs> bomb that I can't stand, go Here, for it. Take, take these glasses. <laughs> Mm. 
probably spend more time with the next beer since it, hopefully it's not a pumpkin beer. Doesn't. Okay, so this is a. <laughs> we got our bourbon barrel aged stout or something now. Rum barrel, bourbon barrel, something like that. Yeah. Very boozy. Very boozy, very dark. Uh, has some alcohol, like distillation thing coming off of it. I'm kind of, I'm kind I of, give a guess bourbon. Are you? See, I think it has a, I guess it could be. For me, for some reason, it feels a little more rummy. It feels a little sweeter, a little less oaky. Maybe I take that back. That's, that's, <laughs> that, sniff was, that sniff was pretty oaky. Yeah. Uh, he's giving it a little chance to just warm it up because I expect it to, to be, so, you know, it just probably came mm-hmm. out of the fridge, so it's a little on the cold side. Uh, very dark with sort of brown highlights, not, uh, not super black. Uh, it looks kind of viscous, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, um, not like oil, right? Mm-hmm. So more of a, more, a little bit more aqueous than you might think for like a big stout. So we'll see. Big and boozy on the tongue. Get a lot of warming, get a little bit of soy, mm. get, um, kind of chocolate, tobacco, coffee, what there? There is. Warm this thing up because it's a little chilly, mm-hmm. but it seems like there is a deep, it's a deep lot of maple profile. going yeah, on there. Yeah. Hmm. Picked a pretty good one here, bud. There's interesting stuff in there for sure. Got to warm it up. So, guessing barrel aged imperial stout. Yeah. For a style. Should we check the envelope? Belgian dark ale. Hmm. Belgian dark. That is definitely. I mean, I guess the esters are what was confusing us in terms of uh, the bourbon, but yeah, barrel aged bourbon, bourbon aged Belgian dark. I think there's barrel in your recipe, right? You'd think. It, it's so oaky. Or rummy, bourbony something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Now that, okay, now that I'm looking for them, I can kind of get the Belgian esters. Mm-hmm. But I was more thinking along the lines of those being reminiscent of, of barrel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are kind of the same, right? You get those kind of um, oaky character. Mm-hmm. And then... A little kind of minty stuff comes out. Yeah. Um, like from spirits and mm-hmm. oxida- oxidation and stuff like that. Now that we're looking at it through a Belgian lens, it seems a little more estery. Lots of raisins, a little pear. It's funny how we were talking about all stout adjectives when we thought it was a stout. Yeah. Uh I think it goes to show that these styles aren't that different. Uh, Especially one like this. Yeah. With the barrel. Barrel masks a lot of the ferment, right? Because mm-hmm. the Belgian ale is going to give you tons of esters from the ferment. And uh, I think that we kind of missed it because of all the barrel. And the esters that were being produced, we were chalking it up to whiskey byproducts and oak byproducts. 
probably pretty boozy. I'm guessing it's around uh, 10 or 12 percent even. I'd say 12. Um, I like this. I yeah. still like it. No idea what it could be. No clue. I don't even... I can't think of a single Belgian dark that is like oaked like this. Well, let's find out. All right. What did you buy, Max B? What did you buy? That's the wrong That's envelope. The <laughs> it's nothing. Ah. Lost Abbey. Dead mm. Man's Game. Mm. Haven't even heard of that one. Oh, here comes the bottle now. 14%. Wow. Max, this is a good one. Okay, Dead Man's Game. Get some guys playing chess on the label. <clears throat> rum barrel aged uh, and bourbon barrel aged. Okay, it's a blend of rum and bourbon. That's so we're both right. <laughs> You're both right. Uh, I, I, I don't think we're far off. I mean, it is essentially a stout. It, you know, uh-huh. it has some Belgian characteristic <clears throat> there, but the barrel was really mm-hmm. uh, pretty prominent and strong. Um, and I think when you get into this this level, mm-hmm. that's you know they're essentially the same thing. It's a really good beer. Yeah. And as Peter Buchart would say, you know, styles follow good beer, right? Mm-hmm. So, just because this is a hybrid between the two, that's no one's fault, and I you can't argue with the results. This is really good, tasty. Um, maybe. Because it's not an imperial stout, you're not like looking for that hug. Yeah. Um, this isn't this isn't as maybe huggable. Yeah. Well. Well. So when when we thought it was a stout, you know, I was attributing the more Belgian characters, like I said, either to uh, whiskey byproducts or from like an oxidation or something like that. I'm not gonna drink this whole thing. I mean, that's the that's the unfortunate thing about this is normally we will pour just about enough, a two ounce yeah. portion. <laughs> we're getting the whole the whole shebang here, but it does mean we're less likely to get a bottle or uh, stratification. Yeah. So, well, uh, set this one aside. I don't want to yeah. pour that out. We can have that in push show. <laughs> you can. I don't know. That's fourteen percent. That's a lot. Ooh. Um. Okay, so let's let's take a look at this barrel or this 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 bottle while we're doing it. So it's Lost Abbey, and Dead Man's Game would be waged for the the captain of a ship knew the moment he sailed the fog of death. What was next? Legend decreed that out of nowhere the stench of the Reaper would arrive with his chessboard in hand, and a Dead Man's Game would be waged for the souls on the ship. And there's more. Uh... So that's, I guess, the the story. That's why there's a guy playing chess with death. Poor guy. Okay, so let's see. What else? What else? What else? What's new, Max? You're like your mom. You don't want to talk on the show. (laughs) Can you just say hi to everyone? I'll turn up the microphone there and you just say hi. (laughs) No? Okay. All right. No, No performance. Oh, well. <laughs> um, boy. <laughs> you got to give mom a cue when to start the next beers, huh? What? Is she working on the next beers? 
<laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, Headless Wiley was what we did in uh, the, the first um, the first one. This pumpkin beer thing. 8%. Man. <laughs> My son's going to get us drunk. <laughs> Went from eight to fourteen. So yeah, I'm curious if you know, we're gonna be like throwing a pilsner here or something. <laughs> I wonder why this one caught his attention. I'm glad it, it did. It's the bottle, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The bottle. I figured it'd be the labels, but I figured I mean Lost Abbey labels aren't really the thing that strikes you when you're looking at a bunch of beers on a shelf. Well, who knows what, what you know, what goes to the mind of an eight year old. What are you giggling about? This looks like a fruit beer of some kind. It's very uh red. red. Pinkish red. Smells. Is that fruit or hibiscus? Mm, that's a good question. It's not really that fruity. On the we were on the aroma. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little, maybe raspberry aroma. Yeah, that could be raspberry. Raspberry sour. Yeah, there might be a kettle sour there too. It doesn't really smell like a goza. It doesn't have that kind of salty thing, that briny aroma. I mean, so it's instantly acknowledgeable that there was something fruity, or or at least intentionally, it's it, it's colored in this aspect for a yeah. reason. So it's, you know, it's very red and, and and like with pink highlights. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a raspberry balloon or something like that. I think. That's not a particularly lactic sour, right? So that... that Second sip. Is, second sip bites in a little bit more of the first sip for me. Mm, maybe I was wrong. Hmm. I'm still... I'm not getting much yogurt, right? That's normally yeah. what I would get... When I'm thinking of like a kettle sour, because that's where I'm thinking it has to be. Though I mean, it's a nice clean sour. There's not much funk to it. That's true. It definitely doesn't seem that's like true. a goza. It definitely seems like a Berliner Weiss. Hmm. Raspberry is really lightly used on this. I'm pretty sure it's raspberry. Hmm. It it's it's not bad. It's it's kind of refreshing. It is a goza. It's a goza. Not very salty. No. The salt isn't super apparent. Um, probably hidden by the uh, the fruit. And yeah, not really getting a huge like yogurty tang. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, Fruit-wise, I think the fruit does a good job of hiding the... Either hiding the stuff that... Uh, that that would typically throw me in like mm, this is too this is yogurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not overdone. Now I taste the salt. Now it's like a little briny, a little seaside. I was looking for that briny seaside before mm-hmm. and I couldn't taste it. Now now I convince myself it's there. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I like this beer. 
Yeah, it's not bad. I like how the fruit's lightly used, not overpowering. Mm -hmm. Just kind of gives it a... You only taste the fruit here and there. It has a very light touch. I'm a big fan of that. We haven't gone for ghosts in a while, really, uh, because I think we kind of we overdid it on this style. Yeah, there were dime a dozen. I mean, some of the ones we had early on, like that Westbrook, was fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. And then, then there was a few other ones, but then there was just a bunch of mediocre ghosts and kind of watered down that style. Yeah. I feel. So, who makes a raspberry gozo? I can tell you if you want to know. Let's find out. You can start on the next one if you want. This is Evil Twin. D is for Dewberry. So I'm guessing they're not raspberries. Here. Uh, grab another glass for Greg out of the cabinet. We're going to save this. I need the envelopes. Oh, you need the envelopes. Okay. Oh, Mom has two new glasses. Okay, great. All right, well, Evil Twin, I mean... Not super shocked that Evil Twin makes a good beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it a collaboration with anyone, or where's the brew at? Do you have any info? No. No. D is for Dewberry. Curious to see what that can looks like. Because... Oh, this is what it looks like. Oh, okay. It's purple. It's got a big D on it. Yeah, not something you'd think an eight-year-old would pick. I don't know. I thought I was going to get a bunch of cartoony-type beer labels, but... So, Bowles Fruitness of Dewberry, which I don't know what that is, but I guess it's kind of raspberry-like. Um, it's a red berry of sorts. Mm -hmm. Not as tart as red. I mean, assuming that it's used in equal quantities, it's a little more... It's it's less saturated than raspberry, less tart. Maybe a little more... It kind of has a strawberry thing to it, too. That, I mean, a little bit like a blueberry-type saturation, or maybe gooseberry, something like that. Yeah, I would say this is this is one to pick up. I mean, this is one mm -hmm. I definitely recommend uh, if you're looking for something refreshing and um, and, and you're not afraid of going to the Goza Well. <laughs> That's really, I think, the problem. Right, there were just too many ones that were just. I think there was yeah too many mediocre ones, and you get afraid. You get well, it was kind of like gun shy. It was kind of like the Holy Grail shortcut because before. Gozes and Berliners like skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. Sours was a huge premium market, right? Where people are selling, charging a lot for sour beers. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Another yellow beer. Uh, but the the sours were expensive to produce, right? They they had a whole bunch of barrel time, cellar time, things like that, and. Only uh, several American breweries are able to do cold side sours mm -hmm. well. And then people start making Berliner Weisses. I mean, they're probably the first brewery in America, microbrewery in America, to do Berliner Weisses. Probably Nodding Head out in Philly. Because I remember back in the day, like that was one of my, that was one of my whale beers back in the day. It's like <laughs> Nodding Head does a beer. It was it was called Ikbenein Berliner, you know, from the Kennedy quote. And uh, I think we had that, didn't we? Didn't didn't you go out and get that? Or something? I don't think I ever brought it back. I mm -hmm. did have it out there. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, they made it. The first time I went to Philly, it was you know not something they had all the time. So like I didn't get it. Wasn't there? I went I went to Nottingham to try the Berliner Weiss and wasn't there. And um, we've had it since. We've had other ones. Um, 
But aside from that, Berliners, I don't. I, I just think that people didn't realize that they could do sours that mm-hmm. way without worrying about messing. And up people were, sour. I think, afraid to jump into the sour game and they weren't sure how sours were going to. There's that. But when you do cold side sours, cold side sours, barrels and cultures and things like that, you have to worry about those bugs getting into your clean beers. When you do hot side sours, that's before mm-hmm. you do the boil. So you sterilize all the bugs in the kettle, you know, so you don't have to worry about that. So this beer, this next beer is um, amberish in color. Uh, a little bit more, a little bit golden, I guess. Uh more gold than amber. What is that? I have no idea. <laughs> I was trying to, to detect from the aroma, but I can't. This is a good one, Max, because I don't know what it is. Oh, oh, wait, there's a little bit of... Something Brett, maybe? Farmhousey? You think? Little feet. <laughs> <laughs> little, little tiny feet? Little, yeah, little tiny feet. <laughs> No, it's, it's very close. I wish, I wish I could remember the name of the song, a song that the band Little Feet played. Oh. I can't think of a single There's a band. I didn't know there was a band called Little Feet. <laughs> called Little Feet. They're on the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. I think that's probably where I heard them most. Hmm. I'm getting something vaguely estery, but I can't, I can't pick it out. And there's, it's some, yeah, there's something sweet. Off. There's like a flower or a fruit or... Something Honey. strong, grass-like. The the aroma, Max, this is great because we're confused. We don't know what to smell. What are we smelling, bro? <laughs> He's like, I'm not telling. Okay, let's go into the flavor. No, I'm not telling you. Flowers? Hibiscus? Mm-mm. No? Chrysanthemum? What if this is another sour? I think it might be, but it's lightly sour. There's like a bitter sour fruit, like a, like a gooseberry or something like that. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, this is, this is another sour, definitely. Um, There's a flower in there, or some kind of flower. There's, and hmm, bit of yogurty. I'm I'm getting coming more of an acetic actually thing going on, but I don't know. I uh, my my See, palate might be off today. Yeah, I'm not getting acetic, so I'm tasting like you know, like um, I know what you're getting flowery, so, but I'm not sure. That in, the, in the in the in the so when I grew up, the lot next to my house was vacant and overgrown, and there were some wild grapes there, mm. and the wild grapes were really sour. And, you know, you got a big, you know, thick skin on it, so a lot of skin-type flavor in there, mm-hmm. too. This reminds me of kind of something along oh. the lines of wild grapes or, um, hmm. yeah, like, some other berry that, you know, isn't sweet and cultivated, but some kind of bitter-sour berry. Bitter is not quite the right word. Mostly sour. Well, another interesting thing is all the beers we have tonight, none of them have had uh, really any kind of hot presence, mm-hmm. um, besides, obviously, bittering. But there's yeah. been no... Um, no real hop stars here. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering. So is, is this a goza? I'm Do wondering. We... If this is, I was about to say. I'm wondering if this, is another, if this is another goza. Can you detect kind of that briny, salty, sea salt type thing? 
Yes, yeah, but I don't know yeah. if I'm tricking myself. Yeah, I think it is there. I think the fruit's kind of neat in here, but this is, it's a, it's a, it's more malty, it's more malty goes, right? It has more, uh, the last one was, was more fruit Yeah. You know, towards this. This seems to be at least going for some. This one has more of that like foraged fruit type flavor though, right? It's not, not an orchard, right? But more of like, you know, the, the uncultivated fruits that grow in the woods. Okay. So let's go to the style. I wonder if there's cucumber in here. Hmm. You think? I'm getting something kind of cucumber-like. It's a good pool. It's a good Nailed it. <laughs> We're so good. Got one right, finally. Um, getting tired, bud? No. No? You're in for the long haul? Mm-hmm. This is not a, this this is fine. I'm really curious to figure out what fruit treatment they used in here because like I said, it's kind of a it's ballsy. It's ballsy going with this more wild sour tart fruit mm-hmm. in a beer that already is soured. Alright, let's find out. Cause I have no idea. I have no guess. <laughs> My best guess is another evil twin. <laughs> Anderson Valley barrel aged G and T goes barrel aged. What? So that must be where where because I was getting something that was much more malty than I expect uh, from where it goes up. Hey, Allie. Um, yeah, I was, I was getting something that was a little bit more malty than I was expecting out of it goes right. So that's probably what that barrel was. G and T. Okay, so lemon peel, juniper, lemongrass, and grains of paradise. That's not what it tastes like. (laughs) 4.2%. Huh. Yeah, that's different. Uh, I'll. I, I think I think it's pretty good. It's an interesting flavor. There's a lot more ingredients than I, you know, was, you know, expecting. It didn't taste simple, right? It, it didn't. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised. I, I don't know the fruit very well, but so it's six point five. I wouldn't have been surprised if you know it was something like scupperdong or something like that, which had like once but it's been so long um i'm surprised it's juniper it's 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 restrained that's good because when things get too ginny mm-hmm. especially in a beer it doesn't work for me so light touch on the juniper is nice um the grains of paradise alligator pepper that's in there again nice it's it's so much more restrained than what sam adams does with theirs mm-hmm. it really uh, is a nice blend of the flavors uh, does it say anything about the barrel? Is they it... aged it for three months in third-use barrels that once housed our bourbon barrel stem. Third-use, okay. Didn't pick up much from the barrel. It's yeah. at three months, though, right? Mm-hmm. So not, not all that long. Right. Enough to get, like, some caramel f- flavor, yeah. some things like yeah. that, but not a huge amount of oakiness. Six point five percent. 
Thanks, Max. It's interesting that, you know, I, I like this play on a Goza. Give it a little bit more body. Mm-hmm. Give it some some more stuff to do. And also, just don't mail it in with a Goza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually put some thought behind it. Yeah. I was thinking about Anderson Valley this past week. I was had to go to or another place for work and I was driving and I had to get gas at Sheets and there was uh, a Vicini truck there that it was all painted up the side with Anderson Valley and you know I'm like man I haven't had Anderson Valley in far evs yeah and you know part of the thing remember remember like early on when I was this was like first couple weeks of the show I'm emailing websites asking for details about beers when I had lots of time to spend on the beer and Anderson Valley Anderson Valley emailed me back they wouldn't tell me what hops were in their ESB or something. I said it was proprietary. And I've always had like this, you know, prejudice like against them. Like, guys, well, that's oh. weird. <laughs> Why would you? I mean, not a prejudice, but it's just like, oh, they're not going to tell me what hops are in their beer, you know, like. Um, I, I, who knows if that's still, I don't think that's still their policy. Probably not. This was in, you know, 2005. Yeah, when there weren't 5,000 breweries and it didn't really matter. <laughs> um, hmm. Well, as we're, so we're waiting for the next one. I did see that they've, they've been, they've been around since 1984, so they're... Yeah, they're, they're quite, they're quite available. They do tell you, they did this hop with Bravo, so... Okay. All right, new envelopes and a new beer. What beer are we on? Is this number five? Yep. All right. Powering through quickly. This one's kind of a farmhouse saison, Brett something or another, right? No? I don't know. It's either that or it's a super dank weedy beer or it's a little bit of both. Mm. Do you get that kind of dankness in there? I'm getting more of the the farmhouse Brett thing. Okay. There's a little bit of dry hop in there too, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Smells like a farmhouse. Uh, A little dusty. Yeah, there's kind of a washed rind cheese thing going Mm -hmm. on there. You know, like almost like a hard cheese, cave-aged whatever, cave-aged white cheddar type thing. See, the first thing I smelled was something that was not sour, and I wasn't sure, but I had some that goes in my mouth, so it was probably influencing. There's going to be a little bit of palate drift and, you know, kind of separating those things apart. But this one seems a lot more minerally, a lot more chalky, a little bit dusty. Mm -hmm. It's got a straw-like color. It's um, a little hazy. Ooh, and the more I smell this, it's smelling a little bit more complex. It does seem like it's likely an American Saison type thing, but, you know, I'm getting a little bit of things that are like, there's more there, like a little bit lambic-y, a little bit, you know, not, not, not mostly clean with a little tang to it. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of like limestone uh, taste, really. Uh, it tasted different than I expected. Um, has a cleaner taste, has a soda type taste, like a lemon lime, like Sprite type taste. Mm-hmm. Huh? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sit on your palate like the nose. The nose, I was thinking more of a very dry, um, 
Stone, Saison. This one. On I still think flavor. this is probably a Saison, right? I mean, how else would you... Or, or something farmhouse. Yeah. I mean, okay, so if we took a Saison and we gave it a big dose of Galaxy or something like that. Mm. You know, if this was like a dry hopped Saison, like Prairie likes to do this, right? They do these farmhouses with American dry hops and stuff like that. Well, let's check the style here so we can nail down how far. I don't want to go too far down a Saison train. Belgian wit beer? Is your research right on this one, Heather? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm not yelling at you. It is what it is. That doesn't shock me because, the, like I said, the flavor was not really saisony. It still feels kind of farmhousey in the taste. Yeah, but I'm. I, I, I mean, if it's a wit beer, I mean, it seems like I don't even know. Does Phantom make a wit beer? You know, that's kind of where I'm thinking, <laughs> right? That's where it takes me with you know this more earthy, minerally type beer. Do you get maybe a little bit of lemon peel? Maybe that's where some of that soda thing was coming from. I'm not getting a, like coriander or... I guess. Yeah, I guess. It has a really fine carbonation too. It has like this kind of soda pop mm -hmm. carbonation zing on the tongue. That So that compared with the lemon really makes it seem like Sprite. What, what yeah what surprised I like me, I like the the rusticness that's around the edges what surprised me was when we were thinking saison and I tasted it it tasted kind of empty mm -hmm. uh and like you said like soda like like it was just sort of very effervescent but that was kind of it uh still kind of feeling that way about about it it it, it doesn't there it, there is like these it's like uh, there's like the fascinating part that is like just barely there. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's light and it's really like it, it feels uh, watered watered down almost, right? It feels like uh, it's far away. Yeah, it is far away, and there's kind of a lemon soda water in front of it. Mm -hmm. Whit beer, Belgian whit beer. This is less of a whit beer than the first one. Yeah. Okay, let's figure out who this is, huh? Yeah. You can start on the last beer. Okay. Let's, oh, you want to see what this is? No. Oh. You want, you want to see your reaction? <laughs> one of your favorite breweries. Really? We haven't had the um, Oro Calabaza. Mm-hmm. This is Jolly or, Pumpkins. Uh, uh, oh, no, Calabaza Blanca. Cal so we've never Blanca. I've never had this one. That's okay. This beer should have been okay. But no, I mean, Jolly Pumpkin... Okay, if Jolly Pumpkin calls this a wheat beer, I'm going to give them some passes that, you know, that I wouldn't, right? Yeah. Because what I want from Jolly Pumpkin is that complexity. Oh. Here, Max, you can take these glasses. See, I didn't up. get any of the... Well, enjoys. Uh, I don't... This one, I think? Let me, let me... I'm going to go a little bit oh, in... Boy. I'm going to pour a little bit of my beer back in here. I'm going to get some of the dregs. Oh, okay. 
And they're gonna pour this in and see. Yeah, I'm gonna give you. Some oh, there's too. a whole bunch of stuff yeah. there. Yeah. Now that looks like a whip beer. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, actually, that that cleans it up a lot. Mm-hmm. You still get a little. It doesn't taste as saisonny, rusticy. You taste, but you do get some dryness to it, a slight mineraliness. You get more of that yeast in there that really kind of smooths out the body, takes away that lemon soda water thing. Yeah, and it's, it's so this needed the dregs to, to really fill it out. Um, like all Jolly Pumpkins, this is Asian oak, um, uh, then refermented in the bottle. Orange peel and coriander. So we were getting lemon, but it was orange peel, but I think mm-hmm. it's because, you yeah. know. Last beer, huh, bud? nice and dry. Hey, you've done a really good job buying these beers. You're going to have to do this every week now. Yeah. You got a new job. <laughs> well, it's your allowance schedule, okay? LA Pumpkin. Calabaza Blanca. Thank you, Heather. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting the last bits of here um, of the Calabaza, but all right. Yeah, just so you know, this beer was better with all the gunk in the bottom poured into the beer. So you need to learn a lot more so you know whether to add the <laughs> gunk or not. <laughs> okay, um, the next beer is uh, golden in color. <laughs> what are you giggling about? You know what this beer is, Max? It smells like basil. Peppers. Peppers? Peppers. Oh. Okay, yeah, that might be. There's a hoppiness to it there. Yeah, so it's a it's a pepper and there's some hoppiness. Something along the lines of habanero sculpin probably. <laughs> Has more of an jalapeno type nose though. If I've, yeah, know. right. I mean something Serrano or yeah, jalapeno. I or think something. it's more jalapeno than. It, it still gets some it, basil. It's, it's not Cave Creek chili beer, so at least that's something. Yeah, it's darker than Cave Creek, uh, but it's really clean, clean and clear. Yeah, but there's hops. There's a there's a there's a definite hop in the aroma too. So it's a pepper IPA. Thanks so for this is the first hot beer of the night. Yeah, that that's peppers. That sure is. Um, yeah, so there's a big burn, big burn. There is. Um, so it smelled like jalapenos. On the flavor, I'm not as sure. There's a, there's a neat little peppery black pepper thing coming through there. So it's not just like straight up pepper meat, pepper flesh. Um, Judging from the burn, I'm still leaning towards. It's like Serrano to me. Serrano, really? Okay. Um, trying to burn us with these pepper beers. <laughs> Is that why you're giggling? <laughs> None of them are too hot, but I appreciate it. This one's pretty hot. Um, it's kind of. I'll get a hotter one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got a lingering thing going on. Um. 
tastes really green, right? It, it does. Yeah, you're right. It might. Yeah. So like habanero sculpin has a much drier pepper flavor. Mm-hmm. The green meat isn't really as apparent. So I, th- I think Ballast Point does an jalapeno beer too. I'm doing that guessing, aren't I? Mm-hmm. I'll stop that. Mm. Well, I think we can guess the style is pepper beer. And I, I doubt we'd be confused about that. There's no peppers in here at all. <laughs> American IPA. American IPA. But, but it's got a huge amount of hot peppers in it. I mean, even an eight-year-old knew there were peppers mm-hmm. in this beer. Yeah. So. <laughs> he loves it, too. He's like, ah, 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 ah. The fact that it's an IPA is probably confusing my palate on, on, on what pepper I could, it is. I could smell... The, the hops. The flavor. I think I can taste them too, but it's kind of coming across a little bit citrusy. A little bit orange. Orange peel, clementine type of that. That's what I'm getting. But really, I'm trying to taste that through a pretty serious burn. Very, yeah. Hmm. Well, do you want to open up the final envelope? Could this be habanero scoping? I I don't have a I don't have a second best guess. Mm-hmm. But tasting it blind, it, it seems more green, like you had said, right? Yeah. It seems more habanero, or more jalapeno or I wouldn't say serrano. I'd say jalapeno because jalapenos can still pack some heat. So can serranos if they're small. Um, what is it, buddy? What is it? Flying Dog Scorpion Pepper Fruited IPA. Okay. Wow. You got the can or bottle over there, honey? Give us some more info. Scorpion. (laughs) Flying Dog. Yeah, they've done a couple hot beers, too. I want to see what the fruit it is, unless they're considering the scorpion pepper a fruit. It is a fruit. It definitely is a fruit. Did you know peppers are fruits? No. They are. Not all fruits are sweet. They're berries, actually. Peppers. Um, Funny scorpion was animal. Well, yeah, there's no scorpions in the spear. Thank you. So this is 7.7% alcohol by volume. Bye, bud. Thank you so much for buying these beers. These are awesome. Thanks, Heather. All right. Pears and blood orange peel. Pears. Yes. Scorpion peppers, pears, and blood orange peel. Pears. Seems like the pears are going to get lost easily. But that's the green, I think. Right? That's... Really? I don't know. What are scorpion peppers? Uh, They're probably like a a thin-skinned red hot pepper, right? Probably. They're not a green meaty pepper. Uh, scorpion. Yeah, it's like you. It looks like a a mix between a habanero and a Carolina Reaper. <laughs> Is this a Trinidad scorpion? That's just the first thing that showed up when I did. Uh... This might be Trinidad scorpions, which are like one of the oddest peppers, right? Uh, the Trinidad scorpion pepper is a the Scoville scale. It's fifty 
500,000 to 1.46 million. Okay. So it's not as hot as the Ghost Pepper or the Carolina Reaper. That's right. Trinidad Scorpion was kind of a couple generations ago mm-hmm. on this pepper. Okay. So Trinidad was Scorpion. for three years ranked as the most, most pungent uh, hot pepper, according to Guinness, in March like 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah and in 2013, the Carolina Reaper went over. So, okay. Um,. Yeah, it didn't taste like. I mean, I was like, "Is this habanero scope?" And just because of mm-hmm. the, it, it, the the whole blind thing, it sometimes throws you. But it didn't yeah. taste like what I remembered habanero. Yeah, habaneros are a flavor that we're both pretty intimate with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a great flavor. And yeah, this one was different. We were really chalking it up to jalapenos. Um, I'm trying to get the, or I was, you were serrano, whatever you know, but it's still green pepper, right? Mm-hmm. Pears. Yeah, I think it's the pears. It's interesting they choose pears. Because, I mean, that's a pretty subtle flavor in this whole mix. But maybe, maybe that's it. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't say that I'm consciously like tasting a pear type, you know, output. What's that? I just I'm trying to find this fine dog page and I can't, so I just said I'm gonna go with the untapped page. Um Okay, well there there's Look, our This was an awesome blind show. Yeah. I mean it picked up some breweries that I would have I would have not picked those put on the show. A bunch of the beers were pretty good. I you know I, if I was buying an evil twin, I probably would have not bought the Dewberry Goza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was an interesting uh twist. For sure. Huh. Look at that. Everyone should have an eight-year-old buy their beers for them <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> it, it, it sounds weird saying it, right? I mean, well, let an eight-year-old buy your beers. But, yeah, but look at the labels, too. I, it really doesn't fit. I figured <clears throat> when we did lined up these bottles here after the show, mm-hmm. we would see like bright colors, big you know, cartoony pictures, things like that. It really, like the Anderson Valley label is like super dark. You know, it has the bear with the horns, the beer, I guess, the beer with the horns on the front. Um, none of them really are. I guess the flying dog kind of fits the mold, but also, you know. If Max, you know, oh, he's a scorpion. You know, he's a oh, yeah. scorpion. He probably thought there was real bugs in the beer. <laughs> uh, what's interesting to me um, it's, is the order of beers that we had. Right? <laughs> Definitely because, not the order we would have. Yeah, and it, like I'm thinking back, I'm like, the Lost, the Lost Happy got lost in this. I mean, like the, this big style that we normally wait till the end of the show for. And, and uh, I'm I'm glad I have a glass because I have trouble trying to remember okay. aspects of it. I remember it pretty well. For me, it's not the thing. I'm glad they didn't give me the scorpion pepper beer first. Yeah. Or in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they uh, ordered that one last. That that was nice of them. And I'm glad they weren't like 10 pumpkin beers. <laughs> before Max and I were playing football, playing catch outside before it got dark. 
and uh, I was gonna, you know, but I didn't, I didn't want any kind of clue, right? So like, if I knew if I said you got me all pumpkin beers, he would, uh-huh. he would give up some kind of clue. Right. So I didn't even ask him. Good call. You want to rank? Uh, let me just get this last uh, one in here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I can start working on the yeah. ranking. Okay, so in sixth place, I gotta put the pumpkin beer. At Rivertown Wild. I thought you said it was your favorite pumpkin beer you've ever had. Yes, that doesn't mean it's not a last place beer for the night. Uh, so what I liked about that beer was how it kind of had a pumpkin roll type thing going on. For, it was way too sweet for Greg. Way. I agree that it was a very sweet beer. It was probably too sweet for me to like it more. Can you find that middle ground where it tastes like a pumpkin roll with cream cheese? And isn't too sweet? I don't know. But that's that's kind of... That's what people should try to explore. See if there's any space in there for a good beer. Um, and then after that... Hmm... It gets really tough. I know my first place beer. Uh, everything else is kind of in the middle. Um... I think I'm gonna put this scorpion pepper beer in fifth place. Yeah, well, that that was pretty obvious. It's yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's fine beer. It, if it's, I like hot beers, I like hot things. I like this beer, but you really can't get into it. You know, pears and orange peel. Where is that? You know, it's just it's spicy. Was it an application that made scorpion turned out scorpions um, palatable? Sure. It's a big boy heat beer. It's it might be hotter than it's probably hotter than habanero sculpin. Probably, and uh, it, it doesn't it lingers a little bit, but it doesn't linger for too long. Um, no, it, it, it like I hadn't had a sip in a bit, and it, the spice had pretty much gone away. So that's a yeah, it's a good application, but it's just the other four beers had some depth to them, mm-hmm. and this one was just fiery. Yeah, so I'll put that in fifth place. Fourth place is going to go to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to, I'm going to rank the beer that we tasted for most of the tasting. Exactly what I was thinking. And it's going to be the Calabaza Blanca from Jolly Pumpkin. Uh, It had some neat things that were almost there. And the neat things became a little more apparent when we added all the the goop. Mm -hmm. Um, But... That that thin soda y lemon sprite thing was detrimental to to the beer. Uh, when we added the goop, it tasted more like a Belgian wit beer or a Belgian something or another. Not not so much a wit beer. The coriander no, still wasn't. Yeah, huge, I mean it was it, but it, it, it definitely interesting, but yeah, it, it didn't yeah. It didn't go all the way like like a lot of the cool Jolly Pumpkin beers do. Yeah. Now, which Goza am I going to put in second place, and which Goza am I going to put in third place? So we have the Anderson Valley Barrel Edge G&T Goza, which had the Juniper and the Grains of Paradise and some other things. Barrel Edge, too. In Barrel Edge. For me, that tasted like uh, a sour, wild grape or berry or something like I that. I tasted cucumber, remember? Like, yeah, it was yeah. really interesting. And then, then the Evil Twin, the D is for Dewberry. Was super clean and raspberry thing, but not a saturated raspberry, and had a really good sour profile to it. 
So I'm looking at the two and they're they're neck and neck. I think I'll put the Anderson Valley in third place because you know just they're they're essentially a tie for me. So I'm widening my selection criteria to what flavors do I think a wider audience would enjoy. And I think that the Anderson Valley was a tougher sell, a, a, a more specific palette, right, mm-hmm. with all that tartness and, and sourness to it. So I'm going to put that in third place. I'm going to put the Evil Twin in second place because I think that one, and I only extended my selection criteria that wide because they're essentially tied prior to that. I'm going to put the Evil Twin in second place. Uh, both were really good sours, but the Evil Twin, I think they did a really good job for that Goza, you know, um, and the the Dewberry, (laughs) good application, really good application, application. kept it from being too sweet. And then I'm going to put the Lost Abbey in first place. Oh, you know, the 14% barrel aged beer, but that beer had so much complexity and depth going on in it, you know, and it was funny, you know, like I, when I first smelled it and tasted it, I'm like, oh, that's a rum barrel. And then, you know, then it started tasting bourbon-y. I'm like, oh, rum bourbon, don't know. And then we get peeked behind the curtain, and it's both. Yeah. And then uh, Imperial Stout, Belgian Strong, who knows? At this point. It, it's a hybrid of yeah. the styles, this beer. And uh, it was so good. So, so good. Um, So my rankings are, are very similar to yours, but there is a switch. There's a switch between two of them. I'm curious if you, if you can guess which two... Are switched in order. Um, maybe the ghosts. If it's not the ghosts, it's the pepper beer and the pumpkin beer. Nope. No? Nope. Nope. Okay. It is a number one and number two beer. Oh, really? Okay. Really? So I'm going to say Rivertown. Yeah, too way too sweet for me. It's just like I felt felt like I was getting diabetes just by drinking it. Um, <laughs> not uh, <laughs> not diabetes. very enjoyable. Diabetes. Uh, in fifth place, I'm gonna put this this flying dog, which is it's 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 good. It, it's different, but the other ones have more going for it. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, in in fourth place, just like Jeff, the uh, Calabaza Blanca, which we're really judging based on what we tasted as opposed to what could have come from it. But then again, even with that, I think the other ones might have been ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked what was going on with the barrel age goes from Anderson Valley. I really did. It was it was in, it was really interesting to to apply that kind of thing to a goza and see what comes out. Uh, that's cool. Like I, I love the kind of experimental thing with that, but also the mm-hmm. the kind of the, the the knowledge that goes into making something like that. Yeah, I got to give that beer props for kind of elevating a goza. Mm-hmm into a complex beer i liked that kind of foraged sour wild field type flavor but i just i don't think it's for everyone now i want i think that flight may play a role in this decision of mine uh because having the the big stout early there's a little bit left you could you could have a taste off uh uh, no you should have a taste off all right i'll taste off (laughs) Bring it. Okay, so I have... <laughs> this is the first time this happened. <laughs> In 477 shows. Have a little bit of the... About a couple ounces. And I'm not going to drink the whole thing because it's 14%. Of the Lost Abbey. 
and there is the the last bits of the D is for Dewberry. What? So I'll give you my thinking before mm-hmm. I I do the comparison. My thinking was the, the last side was really good, had all those complexities, but the the Diaz for Dewberry was like a really clean, really crisp, really refreshing beer that I was just like thinking. It's kind of nailed it. I mean, like it kind mm-hmm. of was exactly what I would have wanted out of a Goza. Like the only thing that was holding back was my perceptions about Gozas, as opposed to mm-hmm. the fact that right. it was just a really refreshing, sure, yeah, uh, good beer. So, I'm gonna go with the Lost Abbey's first. All right, taste off. We need a taste off theme song. Let's hum the Jeopardy theme. Um, He's doing a taste off. Yeah. Okay, there's... There's a lot of barrel character, particularly as this has warmed up. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of barrel character, uh, particularly on the rum side, actually. And... Um, How's that work for you? Because I know that you don't like too much bourbon. So is so you're saying there's a lot of well, you're saying there's a lot of barrel now it's warmed up. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for Greg? It, it's 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 good. It, it it's very tasty. It, it's just the, the prominent flavor mm-hmm. that that's coming for me is that barrel stuff. It picked um, up a bit of Utopia's type flavoring in there too, didn't it? A little mapley thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is yeah. I'm I'm you sticking I'm with conf- it? yeah. I'm confident right. in, in in my decision because um that yeah, it, that's it, also it, really good. It really is like spot on. It clear as a it clear and crisp, very drinkable. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think that's the right choice. It's an excellent fruit application. Yeah, it really is. So, all right. So that is the show for this week. We, uh, that was so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of work for Heather and Max hung out. He just wanted to, Yeah, it was so great. He like had some ownership. He's like, I oh, just wanted to see what happens. <laughs> and he he mentioned he mentioned earlier that he uh, wanted to see the last beer. So Heather must have told him that the pepper beer had to go last. And um, I wonder if he realized there wasn't scorpions in there. Probably didn't. He probably thought it was really yeah, scorpions. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Um, you know, if you want to give us feedback on if this kind of format of the show works, we think it's a lot of fun. Um, what I'll probably do is I'll probably stitch in before the review what the beer is so people have an idea. So so they can be on the inside mm-hmm. like Max was and giggle along as we're, yeah. as we're tasting because I think that makes the blind shows better. And um, yeah, but if you like this format of the show, send us some feedback. It'd be really cool to, to get, you know, instead of just sending this into the void, letting people know, people letting us know what they think about it. And uh, I'll talk at you again next week. If you want to send us an email, that's beer at craftbeerradio.com. See you guys.